welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. I'm your host, Andrew Spahn, and with us again is Starship Therapies, made up of Justine Mastin and Larissa Garski. Hello and welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having us Thank back. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, for sure. Thank you guys for being here. Um, I'm excited for today's topic and to talk to you guys, and we're going to do both of those things, or you're going to talk about the topic that I'm excited about. <laughs> the sentence started out like it made sense, and then I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense, because some of those are nouns, and one of those is a verb, or I don't know. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about Over the Garden Wall, which I'm really excited about. Um, yeah, you guys have done an episode on this, and just for the listener, can you tell us more about your show, Starship Therapies? Yep, so um, Starship Therapies uh, is part education part radio play um what we do is um this is justine and i am the captain kirk of the starship therapies and uh, larissa is my trusty spock and each episode starts with a little radio play of the two of us on the therapies um and we're usually playing around with some idea that we're going to talk about um and what we do is we take something from pop culture, like Over the Garden Wall, and we use it to explore an aspect of self-help or psychology to help people better understand their lives through fandom. Oh, that was so succinct. Good job. Oh, thank you. I've, I've been working on it. I can tell and well done. That was fantastic. You summed it up really well. But I really love the show, but the concept behind it as well is really fascinating of like using pop culture as like this is a thing we kind of as a subculture share together so we can kind of use that to push the limits as far as what you know about or like what you're thinking about with like you said like self-help kind of stuff and therapy and all kinds of different like more difficult topics that are made gentler because you can hold on to this plushie of your pop culture that you already know um oh i so really yeah, a... i like that and i <laughs> i really love that it makes me want to grab my plushie of of baby yoda who i refuse to call by his proper Broken. name <laughs> fair enough i thought that that was going to be a difficult thing for my wife to do to to change because she mm -hmm. loves Baby Yoda, but she's a she calls him by his his chosen name pretty comfortably now. Oh, see, when you put it that way, it makes me want to use it. If it's his chosen <laughs> name, not his given name, but the name that he chose. Right. Well, he is a fictional character, and I'm just a pedantic nerd enough to say like, well, you know, they've been saying the whole time that he's not called Baby Yoda; he's called the Child. So that's what I've been oh. calling him. You fell into this trap of calling him Baby Yoda, which is adorable, but that's not who he is. Yoda's deceased at this point unfortunately so that's not baby yoda um mm. but yeah it is hard to switch to calling him grogu i don't like it i mean i don't i, I don't not like it's it a funny name it's yeah like i i get that it's it's got two syllables like yoda which is clearly like you know like the norm of their people you want to get pedantic yeah i'm about to get way in the weeds of pedant all right all right let's do um, <laughs> in hebrew yoda means to know oh and so Ooh. the fact that Yoda's name was Yoda and that he was named to know made so much sense to me. And so far, I mean, it's been a while since I studied the the ancient language of my right. people. But I don't know that Grogu has a Hebrew meaning. It doesn't have that like Yiddish flavor, you know, that no. like Yoda did and does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
That's interesting too. I didn't know that that Yoda had some Hebrew roots, but I did know that Spock did. There's some interesting Mm -hmm. parallels there, Mm -hmm. I guess, huh? Yeah, and I have no idea whether um, the folks who named Yoda knew what they did, but it would be very hard for me to think that they just magically named him the phrase to know. Right. And without to knowing. Those kinds of things happen sometimes. On on one of my friend my friend hosts a podcast called Silf Radio where it's just like deep dives into mm-hmm. Pokemon stuff. And so many Pokemon names have like layers and layers of references and nuance that I don't even think the designers knew about. Mm-hmm. Like that you just kind of stumble into something whenever you give it a name in a way. But yeah, that's really interesting. But sometimes it can be totally accidental. Like Lego comes from um I think Danish um, for like to play play well but uh in latin it also means to put together and oh, they just didn't know that right. you know in the whatever 100 years ago when they created it mm-hmm. so it's like kind of sometimes you just fall into these like unintentional meanings like that but oh, yeah you so, know what you know what carl jung would say would about say you that just, you took you took What's a spoonful that? out of this collective unconscious and you got some things that were all connected because really isn't everything Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow we're just going deep tonight on this monday evening i don't know when this drops but for us it's monday it'll be a monday that is a good point i should just uh start referring to everything as like hey happy monday everybody because they always come out on mondays oh, so. it's, nice. it's nice to have like a, a gift you know to look forward to on a monday <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's i chose monday because i'm like monday is most people's least favorite day of the week like mm-hmm. most people have that kind of garfield syndrome going on but um <laughs> and i feel like a lot of my favorite shows come out on thursdays and fridays and it's like i'm already happy thursday and friday i don't need no. these shows so i don't listen to them till like monday usually on my mm-hmm. drive to work is like oh it's a new week i get to start my podcasts you know like get caught up on everything oh i'll start my day with amusement sparks i love that there you go oh <laughs> shucks well uh so yeah, this is amusement parks. We should do the theme park. We thing. should let's let's um, design our, our theme park friends. Yeah. Oh, be- before we do, yeah. can can I can I Andrew, uh, pop in and say that in addition to our podcast, we now have a book. Yes, yes please. I'm so excited about this. I wasn't sure how much was public knowledge. So please. Yes, it take is. The floor. It is all public knowledge. It is actually available for pre-sale at all of your favorite booksellers. Wow. Um, so, so the book is the same name as our uh, podcast. It's called Starship Therapies: Colon, Using Therapeutic Fan Fiction to Rewrite Your Life. Um, and you do not need to buy it at Amazon if you don't want to support Jeff Bezos because it is available all mm-hmm. over the place. Um, it doesn't come out until Star Wars Day, May the 4th. <laughs> um, but why not do yourself a solid and get yourself a gift right. now so that on May the 4th, you get a, you get a magical gift of a book arriving at your door. And isn't that always nice? Oh, I and it's that. like Agent Dale Cooper said once day, every, every day, give yourself a gift. And with this... You can give yourself mm-hmm. two gifts in one. First off, if you pre-order, you'll be giving yourself the <laughs> gift of like knowing that as soon as this hits the presses, you'll have it, which is nice. And then come May the 4th, mm-hmm. or, well, it might get to you by May 4th, but it will get to you sometime in early May if you pre-order now. And then you'll have another gift to receive in May. Right. And I, I feel like, at least for my personal uh, shortcomings, I would totally forget about it by then and then be so excited to have a package. And it's a book. Like, that's honestly one of the best gifts 
to get is is a book, especially a book that you were excited mm-hmm. about and then forgot about, and then it's here. Like, <laughs> yes, I love that. I know, I yes. love that. I love pre-ordering something, and like in the moment, you're thinking, oh, it's gonna be forever, and then you forget about it, and then it shows up, and you're like, oh, thanks, past Aww. me. <laughs> Yeah. And it's um, the the book is very much like the podcast, except that we we only do a little bit of embodying our Kirk and Spock. We are mostly embodying ourselves, um, but we continue to help walk readers through using fandom to help them make sense of their lives. And just like the title says, you know, we've all kind of had a rough season of this episode of our lives. Um. <laughs> That's well said and observed and quite resonant. Mm-hmm. And we can't control all of that, but we do have some say in uh, in what happens next. So we're we're happy to walk alongside folks as they start making those edits. I'm I'm so excited about your book coming out. It sounds really cool. And if the listeners want to, they can go ahead and just start listening to the podcast as a you know an, an appetizer. Getting them mm-hmm. ready for the book. A moose bouche. The book version. I was just going to say. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I will never pass an opportunity to say a moose bouche. <laughs> oh, we're going to the pasture to meet Adelaide and ask her if she has a way to send us back where we came from. I don't know who she is or how she is or when or why she is, but that's where she is. She is where we will go to Adelaide. Adelaide. Oh, you know what, friends? I have to tell you that today has been like kind of a not great day. And just being here in this space with the two of you is really (laughs) proving to be such, such a, such a joy, such a spark of joy. Oh, oh, wonderful. (laughs) I, I feel the same thing. Like sometimes it's a conflicting feeling to look at the calendar and see, oh, I have a big thing tonight. Right. You know, I don't know, because sometimes it's nice to just be like, right. oh, work is done, <laughs> Bleh. like, I'm done, I can just flop um, somewhere and do something. But this is, like, something I was a little nervous about, because, like, sure. I have, you know, I've got to perform. Um, but also, it's just, like, exciting to spend some social time and also some fandom mm-hmm. time. It's, yeah, I've, I'm really excited about yeah. this. This this feels good. Okay, I'm curious about this, for one, as a fan of your podcast, why did you choose or how did you choose Over the Garden Wall as a topic? Well, I, I think one way to tell the story is to say that Justine has been a fan of Over the Garden Wall for quite some time, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things that I had not watched. And after a few years of her just like talking about how much she enjoyed it and me doing nothing <laughs> in terms of like taking the step to watch it, I think her thought was we will just make it a part of the pod and then Larissa must watch it. <laughs> And then we can share this beautiful experience of Over over the Garden Wall. Plus, it's autumnal. And back when we recorded our pod, it was this episode dropped in the fall. Right, right. It was very, yeah, the appropriate season. And I have a friend who watches the series Mm -hmm. every fall because it just feels like Mm -hmm. fall. Like it's a holiday tradition. Yes, I feel that. Once I I finally watched it, because I was a little bit of a late adopter, um, I, I saw people at conventions wearing... The Wirt and Greg outfits, and 
I had mm-hmm. I, I would like nudge the people I was with and say, "What fandom is that?" They're like, "It's over the garden wall." It's like I don't know what that is. What's with the <laughs> teapot hat? They're like, "Just watch it." <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird in a way. Like it stands out, but I think it also kind of fell behind the competition because it's not an ongoing series. Like mm-hmm. it's just a mini series, so it's kind of an oddball. Like Cartoon Network doesn't really do mini series. It feels more like an independent film or something like it doesn't fit into the traditional structure of like this is an ongoing thing and it gains more uh viewers every year because there's a new season coming out it's not like that at all it's kind of this thing it's like a time capsule i guess or like a a standalone piece um which i think is fascinating and i guess it originally aired over the course of one week which I think is wild, like two episodes a day for five days, oh, and wow. then it's just done. Like, yeah. what a special event that would be to tune in every night. Um, luckily, from for now and forevermore, we can just you know binge watch it on our own schedule. But I think that would have been really cool to yeah. be a part of it, kind of live, and be like, this is something really special, and it's just a limited time thing. Like that's mm-hmm. so unusual in television. I kind of wish that they would do it annually where they would like run yeah. the series like every autumn oh. or like every October 1st or something that I think that would be really fun. That's an amazing idea. Who do we know at Cartoon Network? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one. Okay. <laughs> well, if that changes for anyone here, just make sure to bring the other two along. <laughs> right? No kidding. Yeah, we've got each other's contact information. But um yeah, feel free I'd say Cartoon Network, just take that idea yeah. and run with it. I mean, I think you already own the, the rights to I think so. to play it. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, how would you describe this series? It's kind of like Edward Gorey, mm. if you were into like those Edward Gorey illustrated adult slash children books. Um, so I would say it's like Edward Gorey, but a little bit more mm-hmm. whimsical with music. <laughs> Yeah, I li- I like that a lot. It's yeah. um it's and this is this is going to be a little bit of a deep cut for the for the psychology minded folks. Like it feels very much like taking sure. a trip into the unconscious. Which yes. I could make not sound psychological. It feels like a dream state wh- yeah, where anything absolutely. is possible. And I just I love that. So many frogs. <laughs> <laughs> so many frogs you're right it's very whimsical and like cartoony but in a almost like mm-hmm. surreal way for yes. some reason like all kinds of crazy stuff can happen in a lot of cartoons and you don't even like bat an eye mm-hmm. but in this show it still feels like out of it feels more like live action almost like it feels mm-hmm. surreal I, I don't know yeah. another way to say it but yeah for some reason it feels weird mm-hmm. it feels different and part of that i think is just the tone and the style of it um like the the all the music mm-hmm. and then also kind of the title cards look like you know oh, old storybooks, yes. very mm-hmm. old timey, yeah. or like or like title cards from not talkies, the thing before the talkies in film. Yeah, silent, silent. Yes, film? yes, that was that's <laughs> what I was going for. Um, it, yeah, 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 that it reminds me of title cards and like old timey like mm-hmm. silent film. Yeah, which I I mean right. I think was intentional. I think yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It feels mm-hmm. kind of out of time. Like, oh, I think, sad. you know how like culture kind of collapses when you look back in time? It's like, oh, yeah, the 80s and the 50s were like right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you lived that, it's like, no. <laughs> um, 
But I think in a hundred years, if people are watching this, they're going to be like, yeah, this probably came out like in the 1860s or this like Civil War era. Like, I think there are certain things about it that predate like any other cartoon. Like it feels in a way older than like Steamboat Willie or something. Yeah. Just in mm-hmm. the, the vibe of it. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to explain really. But I think that's kind of intentional. Like you said, it's kind of part of the design of the series is to make it feel out of time mm-hmm. and timeless and... Yeah ethereal yeah. kind of which means it'll continue it's to work <laughs> you know mm. yeah um, yeah, was, yeah you're and right I, Larissa and i were talking about this just the other day i read an article because supernatural finished their run recently and oh, yes. somebody uh, was talking about how one of the reasons that supernatural had such staying power was because it didn't try to be of its time like everything was a throwback they had throwback music they had a throwback car they had throwback outfits like there's nothing you're gonna watch and say oh man that was oh look at you know that that pink pleather like you do when you watch buffy um (laughs) right or that that juicy couture jumpsuit (laughs) yeah you're right things are are definitely uncool between like Mm -hmm. 10 and 20 years later you know, further than that, they're cool again, or at least tolerable. Right, or they become timeless, which this is what Over the Garden Mm -hmm. Wall feels like. Like, it's timeless. You're not going to look at it in 20 years Mm -hmm. and go, ugh, that cape. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and honestly, I feel like... That teapot. That teapot, though, so 1998. I feel like that also (laughs) works in terms of, like, when you return to whatever time... Wirt and Greg are living mm, in yes with mm. their blended family like I have no idea really yeah right because the the house and the furniture kind of looks so 70s almost mm-hmm. but but they're kind of talking about uh the technology and like uh, I think there's like a reference to like no one mm-hmm. has a tape player anymore right it's like so what when is this, is this well the but they 90s? don't even say is that the, they just say I don't have aunts? a tape player which oh, right that could be yeah, before or after Right, we assume. Right. Wow. I mean, after, as long, but right. it's like the year at some point when tapes were like came when they were invented. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't have been like say like nineteen ten. <laughs> right, that's a good point. So yeah, we know it's at least we know like a thirty year time period where this was mm-hmm. set approximately. Um, at least the real world segments, which I think is just the last what two episodes, because <laughs> the majority of the series from the very beginning is is set in this place mm-hmm. called the unknown uh which is we don't know a lot about it <laughs> other than that it's it's located over the garden wall yeah what does that even mean isn't that um kind of subjective like everything is over something's garden wall <laughs> so just <laughs> and bringing it all the way around to an amusement park i think it would be required that to enter our amusement park, you would have to climb over the garden wall. I appreciate that like, our lawyers would be upset. almost drown. I think drown. there would be some safety precautions. Like, it would perhaps be an an escalator over the garden wall. Well, there could be levels. Mm. We There could be people with different abilities who need the... Well, sure. Like, we would That's have, true. like, yes, I don't want to be ableist. So we would have, like, depending each according to their need, I guess, <laughs> not to be too communist about the whole thing. <laughs> Yes, I think that it'd be nice to have like different options depending on your ability range, but I I would want there to be for those who wanted it the ability to scale a garden wall 
and then be submerged into, fully submerged into a, a medium-sized body of water. <laughs> yeah, you have kind of like a, a baptism, oh, I guess. Wow, that yeah. allows you to that's good to escape your conscious mind mm-hmm. and enter the unknown. Yeah, I love that idea of doing like a physical. Like, it's almost kind of fun to think of it as if that's the outside wall of the park. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you park in the parking lot, and then you're just like, uh, where's the entrance? Like, no, you got to go over. You got to just... There are ramps every once in a while, but other than that, you just have to mm-hmm. scale right on over. Right on over. Well, now, now let's get into it. Um, yeah, we're in. Yes. We're in. <laughs> I In my mind, like, if we want this to truly be unknown, there are no maps. And, like, you can't go online cool. and look up what what the park looks like so they don't know that they're going to wind up submerged in water like you have to sign some kind of waiver right oh like a yeah. non an NDA, a non-disclosure well, agreement oh that's cool you can't even share like right. pictures of them. Ooh, no we would collect like their that. phones i like that oh well, you know and then man. you know the phones wouldn't risk dying in the water <laughs> smart yeah can i see your phone why i'm gonna throw you in the pool <laughs> Yeah, so just really keep that unknown aspect. And so the way you find your way around mm-hmm. is the way Wirt and Greg did, right? You, There are some signs, Wander. and then you have to ask these strange creatures for help. And sometimes they're helpful, and sometimes they're out for their own needs. That's really cool. And there are so many characters and so many potential mm-hmm. stories that could happen here. Like, um, you know, the, the main series is just the 10 episodes, but I feel like this show could have worked as, like, an anthology series, even just following along different characters on different paths, because yeah. the setting itself is so mm-hmm. uh, rich and like you never know what's around the corner, so that so many more things could fit into this universe mm-hmm. if it was an ongoing series. Um, and they've explored some of that with the comics, where they kind of tell additional stories with the same characters. Um, so there's there's a lot of room to put kind of the unexpected in here. Like even if someone is a diehard fan of the series, mm-hmm. I think it'd still be cool to surprise them a little bit and like yeah i mean it'd be surprising to see any of this stuff in real life anyway um but to also give them some some content that they don't know about like it'd be a cool place to uh to do that to mix in the you know fan favorites with additional like cut content or stuff that you know the creators come up with as far as additional storylines and additional characters um so that it's not all just an interpretation of a Mm -hmm. completed work already right I also wonder about the idea of like maybe changing up the characters that would be there and the rides that folks would have access to depending upon perhaps the season. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So. Yeah. Or we would only be open in the fall. It's either we're going to change based on season (laughs) or you can only access this park from what? September through end of November. December maybe. December maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Mm Because. It's snowy yeah. in the very you last know, episode. I hadn't thought sure. about this, but this is a really good point. I wonder if the park should exist in a place where it is kind of eternally autumnal, like the Pacific Northwest. Oh, I love that idea. Yes. Um, yeah, I get a similar vibe to actually the other theme park that the three of us have done together, which was based on Riverdale and, and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which had a very Pacific Northwest, uh, almost kind of a timeless feel yeah, there, little, too. Yeah, a little Twin Peaksy, so, hmm. which is my original fandom, so that makes sense that I would be drawn to that. Yeah, uh, a little retro. Yeah. We definitely have a vibe. Oh, yeah, the old North Wind. Yes, indeed. 
love the feel the just the feeling of fall i feel like it's such a i don't know magical time like i don't know if it's just my love for halloween but yes. it feels it's spooky and creepy yeah it yes. feels spooky it feels mm-hmm. a little more dreamlike I don't know what that is. If it's the connection of like hibernating for the winter or like just the fact that the trees look so spooky. Sure. Um, the presence of death. But there's something comforting about it it's too. A t- well, it's a time of transition, you know, and transition right. is yeah. both exciting and, you know, the enticing and it's scary. Mm-hmm. Like change could bring something wonderful or change could bring something terrible. And so, yeah, both sure. would exist. Yeah. It, it almost like marks potential too because it's like if you draw a picture of your house when you're a little kid it, there's always like a big like bushy like nice mm-hmm. full tree it's never like dead <laughs> winter tree like so i think the the familiar becomes unfamiliar yes. when it's when all mm-hmm. the leaves are dead you know when things yeah. are changing so much it's like everything feels just off a little bit and i really love that for some reason that's really interesting so i love the idea in part andrew because i don't know maybe you do know this but like there's a a test when when in child psychology i think where you have the child draw Mm. a house and depending on how they draw the house that will tell them certain things about their background and their emotional state and yada 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 i don't remember ever reading that there was like something specific that a tree could Mm -hmm. symbolize but now forever after I'm good. when I think of this test, I'm gonna think of what would it what would it say about a child if they did indeed draw a non bushy tree? Well, which I don't know why it is like that. I mean, it's yeah. almost half of the year, at least most of, you know a lot of places in the world where all the leaves are mm-hmm. dead. But for some reason, I feel like just the iconic time. It's like it's always spring or summer. Mm-hmm. You know, in cartoons even too, they're pretty. Yeah. Spring and summer yeah. all the time. Yeah. Fascinating. Wow. Psychology. <laughs> here we are yeah yeah that's so cool man okay uh cool so the unknown Mm -hmm. has a lot of potential yes um and we've kind of we've got like a good uh guideline as far as like the vibe and like colors and sounds Mm -hmm. and stuff i think gotta have some music Um, yeah yeah piano frogs all over the place (laughs) can you like be can you be in the band like you know like that's sort of like jazz is it a jazz band that the frogs are part um, of? I, I would say it's, yeah, yeah. It's like big brass. It's a big brass band. Well, I would think, I, w- I would think yes. Um, and, and we can get to, well, we could just get to the places you'll find right now, right? Heck yeah. And, and I right. would definitely say yeah. one of the places that we would find would be the frog showboat. And yes, I think you- yes, on a large steamboat. <laughs> and you could take it up and down a river that I've decided is going to be in. <laughs> This of course. Art. This is fully similar to what we talked about the last time we were here. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> we also had a steamboat. <laughs> Isn't that strange? Wow. I guess, yeah, maybe these are just where our interests really overlap is this specific kind of vibe. <laughs> um, but I love that. And I, I think in the show, there's a band performing on the boat mm-hmm. and they get kind of, I think, are they dis- disguised as frogs? So they start playing in the band to blend in. Yeah, they do the they do the thing with like <laughs> yeah. the Greg's on Wirt's shoulders and the frog is on yes, Greg. And the and... Frog is on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like three mm-hmm. kids in a trench coat situation. Right. right. Very like BoJack Horseman mm-hmm. for folks who are familiar with that. <laughs> I, I love the idea of of being able to have some kind of experience where you get to like play in the band, if, especially if you're comfortable playing an instrument i think it'd be really fun uh because i think 
the music for some reason is it's really it stands out i think mm-hmm. a lot because they're going for like a very timeless early not early i mean music's been around for a long time but uh the, early, to like the modern early days music. of music <laughs> <laughs> oh man yes. but like something about that kind of music feels more like inviting and almost like Primitive sounds like a bad word, but I mean, like, uh, there's more of a direct connection between the physicality of the instrument and, like, how you play it. Mm-hmm. There's, like, not electric guitars, which are more abstract from the actual sounds you're making. So, anyway, uh, I think it's kind of a fun and kind of romantic period of instruments mm-hmm. to be able to just, like, hop up yeah. on a stage and start smacking something. Like, I think it'd be really fun. Gosh, maybe we would have like prep that people could do if they yeah. wanted ahead of time, you know, if they were really into being a part oh, of yeah. the band. Um, and perhaps they were already somewhat proficient in an instrument. We could like send them music in advance. <laughs> they could get really ready to perform. Oh man. I mean, honestly, like one of those, uh, they have this, there's kind of a subgenre of like subscription kits where they send you like these kind of artifacts yeah. from some fictional world. Um, but doing that from, this from the unknown from this mm-hmm. setting would be so cool to like you know get an envelope in the mail and it's like handwritten and like you know calligraphy yes. type writing and yes. there's sheet music in there <laughs> like just all these kind of old-timey things um would be so cool to even just to hold in your hand like some sheet music that's yeah. you know a song from uh the the band that does all this music is called the blasting company which i really love that's and funny oh i do sounds like similarly <laughs> kind of old world I love that. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. You could even maybe teach some of the like simpler piano parts like in the schoolhouse, oh, yeah, maybe. Sure, like, totally in the schoolhouse. Piano or oh. uh, potatoes and molasses <laughs> song is like the highlight of the series for me. Oh god, me too. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, potatoes and molasses. If you want some. Ask us the warm and soft like puppies in socks filled with cream and I mean, just chef's kiss. It's perfect. <laughs> the lyrics alone are really funny, but then just that, the vocalist is so adorable. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and we would, of course, sell potatoes and molasses. Oh, yeah. Are. Yeah, I'm... yeah. I don't think the food would be um, very appealing to a modern palate. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it would be there. And, like, part of me wants there to just be only one or two menu items. Mm-hmm. Potatoes, molasses <laughs> together. Potatoes alone, molasses alone. Well, and we could also have that uh, that tavern, the one where everyone has a job. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And you can have, That's like, right. a full loaf of bread or, like, a whole chicken or something. Like, I feel like it was very right. taverny. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's it was very Renaissance tavern-y. fair yeah, food plus potatoes plus molasses. Totally Ren fair food, except at <laughs> that works at the tavern. I feel like you need to sing for your supper. You need to come up with your what your job is. I like that a lot. Oh, and then you must sing your job. That is so perfect. That's a fun. That's mm-hmm. a fun like little kind of forced role playing moment of like you don't have to do it, but if you want this reward, right? You can do you, do you want this it. miniature baguette? <laughs> <laughs> For the apple that he gave to me, but I found a worm inside. B is for beloved that I called to him before he left my side. And C, see what he did, that's D. Did it to poor old me. How could I be such an E? Mm-hmm. 
emotional fool. There's so many cool characters too. Like just seeing these characters either as as animatronics or as walk around characters would be so fun. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I forget his name, like the highway highwayman or something. He's the highwayman. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> I don't know why. Yes. No, he has a great song and I mean, you could have great walk around characters like the woodsman. Yeah. You know, the oh. woodsman can just show up and say something creepy and send you in the wrong direction. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe there's like a night maybe there's like a nighttime version of yes. Oh, after dark. <laughs> it's a lot spookier. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I think definitely we need an after dark. But you were saying something about the woodsman and I was so excited about after dark at the park no, that I cut you off. Please, that's please so fair. Um, I was just going to say he shows up sometimes and scolds you for how you're behaving. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And what a fascinating character. Just like yeah. his like his motivations and like it seems like he's really like desperate almost like he feels on edge all the time. And but I think it's sure it's cuz his his world feels like such a a dramatic like traumatic thing um and what he's been through and everything but then i don't know it's, he's an interesting character in that it seems like he has good intentions but also it's a little bit you're not 100 percent sure because it's just there's so much darkness around him and what he's trying to do and mm -hmm. how much does he really understand what's going on he's a fascinating character and maybe like attractions wise there could be the old grist mill Mm -hmm. And maybe, yes. you know, going through it, you kind of mess it up. And then at the end, the woodsman's like, you've ruined my home. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I really like you that. could do a little like, I always, for some reason, want to add these little like fetch quest things, like walk through the park and find these like little collectibles and bring them back somewhere for some kind of reward. But you could help him, like yes. you could be gathering sticks or something as you go through because he sure. needs to like mm -hmm. refine them to like get that oil stuff. Um, mm -hmm. yes. And then we can teach the park guests what, where those trees come from later on, but like not until they've already harvested a lot of them. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, that would be so upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of this stuff would be upsetting. Like, I think even just going through and watching the series again, it's like, oh man, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not your typical Stark. kids' fair for sure. No, no. Ooh, your your quest idea about like having people go and mm -hmm. find things fits nicely with what is I forget what the town is called where there's all the jack o' lanterns Pots? and they make oh Pottsfield, yeah. Yes, Pottsfield, yes. So I would want to have a section where we would have, if you wanted, you would like be given a shovel and you would just dig in this field. Yes. <laughs> that is so upsetting. And, you could, and that could be where you could have find assorted items that you would then, you, you would be collecting to get some sort of prize at the I end. I love that. So maybe you'd like dig up some, you dig up some sticks. Maybe you'd dig up what looked like a real life skeleton. <laughs> but then it's an animatronic and it just jumps up and starts dancing yes. and puts some clothes on and... I would love That'd that. That'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so terrible. Man, that episode, the episode in Pottsfield was like where I knew this. I'm like, I love this series now. Yeah. I oh, just, I loved so the strange. big, like the big pumpkin. Yeah. It's like, oh, what so, is that so you came in and you trampled our crops. And <laughs> like, oh, oh, no. What it's have so we done? Terrifying. Yeah. And then you think they're digging their own mm -hmm. grave. Right. For sure. I definitely did. <laughs> Yeah, they subvert the expectations all the time where it's like, it turns out being a lot darker than you expected. But then sometimes it's like, oh, no, 
You're helping us dig up our friends who are under the ground already. <laughs> Which is also it's, dark. It's pretty dark. Especially right. listening to you describe it. <laughs> yes, it's also dark. Yeah, but I mean, we could definitely have the school. They could go to school with, I think it would have to be live action characters portraying the uh, the animal Agreed. school children. Um, I like that. You can go into the school or you can hang out like with the trash panda outside. <laughs> <laughs> i love the scene in the the school it just it reminds me almost of like richard scary or something like just these little like children sitting in a school and they're all animals like different types of animals going to school together like and it's not even that weird like it just feels like pretty mundane like i don't know it's something about just the kind of old world like self-serious almost or just like this Mm -hmm. is just the way it is it has kind of like a Mm -hmm. almost like the the tranquility of like amish country or something where it's like like people really understand what their lives mean here and what they're doing and um it's pretty straightforward and like you can understand it and it's very comforting but like it's very different than most modern people so it's just i don't know it's a fascinating (laughs) series I find it so disturbing that there is this uh-huh. woman who her dream is to is to teach wild animals to be human. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's got a dunce box. Like does she yeah. does she send the bunny to the dust to the dunce box sometimes? <laughs> and she doesn't recognize oh, that Wirt is a person because to her it's all the same. And that, to me, that's, like, yeah. so dreamlike. Right. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I had a dream where I was teaching animals to be, like, people. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Like, that's that's dream logic right there. Yeah, sure, of course you were. Oh, and then, you know, the bell went off and you were like, oh, it must be dinner time. So you went and had potatoes mm-hmm. and molasses and we sang a song about it. <laughs> and then her father is, like, what, living out in the forest because he spent all his money on the school. <laughs> And is like, the school's making, it's not showing any returns. And I want to be like, sir, like, what were you envisioning the returns would be? <laughs> Are the animals going to move to the big city and start, like, sending home pay or something? I don't know. Right. What's like, the long term? Yeah. What was the business plan I really, I really thought that cat was going to be a lawyer. He <laughs> was going to win a big case. I thought he was going to make something of himself. But instead, he just claws the furniture. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I mean the whole school thing is hilarious, and the and the the wild gorilla on the loose. Oh yeah. Ooh, maybe you could like decide. We would let people in attendance like be some of the characters. Oh sure sure sure. So like someone would be the gorilla. This is also somewhat similar to our previous amusement park, but like maybe you would get in and you would just like find out which one you were assigned. Right. And then as you were moving through the parks, like, park staff would just, like, yank you to frighten the others. Maybe that would be the beast. The beast would come get you and then oh, would, like, give you your costume. Sure. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And I like that, too, because I think uh, that the beast is never actually a physical threat. It, he always just, like, grows really big and looks really intimidating. But I don't think he can even, like, carry his own lantern. Like, I think he doesn't have any corporeal form. So we could represent him with, like, just big special effects type stuff like you know casting like like basically um shadow puppet type stuff oh, like now that is a spooky style of entertainment <laughs> yeah. right there oh yeah yeah <laughs> and it, it fits in with the like perceived time period too mm-hmm. 
I love that. Get some dry ice going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he could kind of give you your roles. Um, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Play the role or become a tree. <laughs> yeah. Right? And there's always oh, like... Oh, that's a great... Yeah, that's a good riff mm-hmm. on that. There's this like interesting ongoing threat of like, don't get sick too, which feels very like early, like the, our modern medicine the is not there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, right. I forget what, Oh God. but it's also often like a threat. Yes. Like the beast is going to get you if you get sick. Like mm-hmm. it's really spooky. Like that's a, a horror that we don't have to deal with. Well, uh, COVID yeah. maybe, but. Well, uh, I mean, like it's interesting that we're saying that because I'm like, this probably has a totally different, like this lands differently mm-hmm. now uh-huh. that we have experienced and are still experiencing the pandemic where that threat is like very much alive. It's the consumption of our time. Wow. Yikes. Consumption uh, yeah, that's 2020. Spooky. Geesh. Yeah, that, that that puts a real yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> uh, but it it also is more like uh, well, COVID's not this, but in this world, the right. kind of sickness gives a more whimsical or fun way of like having a character not succeed. Because I think a lot of the other theme parks and stuff we have where you're playing a role, it's like mm-hmm. like you fail your mission, like you could die, or like you have these threats of like something. Like how do you represent that? Like how do you have a a part guest whose character dies, like now what happens? Mm. But in this, it could just be that they get sick, which means they have to like go to this other experience where you either return to the real world or you um, have to do some kind of beast experience. Right, um, beast experience, or like you have to play the role you've been given. Yeah. If you don't want to play that role, then you have to. Leave oh, that's and great. Go back over the garden wall. Oh, yeah, sure. But you could kind of get out of the pool if you want to stop swimming for a while and then go back in and be a different character. You know? <laughs> As well said, you'd wake up one, from one dream and then you go back asleep and then you're like, oh, this is like same thing, but different. Flavor. Right. Yeah. It, it was the same, same yeah. schoolhouse, but I was different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dream logic. And you were different. Yeah. No, yeah. that's really good. Here we are. Like ships upon a winding river And yet somehow we found each other Like strangers, you and I What are we going to do about our friend the bluebird? Like, how should they, Beatrice, how should Beatrice be a part of this park experience? I mean, I, it's a great question. I definitely think that Beatrice could be a a character that like a playable character you could be Beatrice or sure. Beatrice could be like one of the creatures you encounter along the way who gives you good or bad instructions like maybe a live action Beatrice appears and is like come with me to Adelaide's and you can either go with her to Adelaide's you could yeah. be like get away from me bird <laughs> <laughs> Or somewhere in between where you have kind of a, do we trust this talking bird? Like, it seems weird that a bird's talking, but also nobody else is giving us advice. <laughs> right, exactly. But we don't know where we are. And like, yeah. my vision is that this park is very big and you mm-hmm. are doing a lot yes, of just wandering well. with nothing happening. I like that too. Like a lot of yes. empty space mm-hmm. where it's just trees. Like there's nothing interesting in here. Yeah. There's not even anything artificial here. It's just like, just the forest, just dead trees. 
Wow. Ooh, I would also want us to figure out a way, safely, of course, for the bluebirds, but to have a lot of, like, real bluebirds in the amusement park. Right. You don't want people just, throwing rocks at them. No, I definitely, no. definitely don't They'll want that. They'll turn into no. a bluebird. Immediately, you're over the <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't get a new role. There are bouncers. If you hurt the bluebirds, you're done. People over. We're just very yeah. pro-bluebird. Maybe, maybe we need drones, bluebird drones. Mmm. There you go. They could be, yeah. yeah they, they could, like, mix it in. <laughs> I know you want the real bluebirds. You, I want I'm just some really real worried for their safety. <laughs> right, there could be an area that's like that's fenced fair. off, like some an invisible, aviary. like mesh type stuff. Yeah, an aviary. <laughs> Whether it feels like it's in Canada, it's an aviary, or it's just like there's an area of the woods that the trees are too, I don't know, whatever. There's a bunch of stumps and you can't get past them, but you can see yeah. a bunch of bluebirds flying around in there. A bunch of stumps right. doesn't really make sense. Yeah, but... I accept oh, that. Okay. That's kind of nice. Would now be a good time to talk about the tea garden, Justine? The main attraction, in my mind, is the Quincy Endicott slash Margaret Gray mansion labyrinths. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that could I be like it. your Disney castle. Like, that's like your big landmark yes. you can orient yourself around. It's like the biggest building in the series, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I just, I want it to be so elaborate and ridiculous that it takes you forever to figure out how to get out. Labyrinthian. That is, that is what I want. Labyrinthine. Labyrinthine bears. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Okay, all right, here we go. Ooh, and sometimes... There's a minotaur at the center, and sometimes <laughs> I like it. I do think the Berenstain yeah. Bears would fit in this world decently well. Yeah, I think they'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I would agree it, with that. You know, put them at school. They could do a crossover or... <laughs> event. I love the idea of like a random crossover event. Yeah, just like a random fandom. Sometimes it's the Berenstain Bears, sometimes it's. And you know, Greek some mythology. pedantic person is going to comment and say it's not Berenstain Bears, it's Berenstain Bears, and I'm just going to say I, it I for you. I believe if you check the tape, I did say Berenstain, but uh, I, I grew up saying Berenstain. Oh, there we go. But I did too. Now that we're in the the true reality, it is actually Berenstain. <laughs> what about Stein? Is it not? Could it be Berenstain? I mean, we could make it the Berenstain Bears. It'd just be some Jewish bears. In the- <laughs> kicking around the forest in the unknown i think it's always like i think there's a quote uh from patrick McHale, the creator of the series mm-hmm. that was something like mm-hmm. the unknown is is everything that no one's ever thought of or something like that it's like yeah. all of these like just oh, loose thoughts that haven't been manifested yet mm-hmm. so that's just a really open-ended thing but it's like it uh every do- different manifestation of that last name could exist here <laughs> totally could exist there and i i, I would i want there to be a little um like a little spot where you can get tea but you have to find it you have to find the spot oh, where the cool. tea is i think that's really fun like mm-hmm. and kind of connects you with like you could learn a little bit about tea too like mm-hmm. um yeah normally like tea comes out of a bag right but it's like no it's actually a plant um that's what this garden is for mm-hmm Right, it could have real, it could be a real tea garden. Mm-hmm. Like, here's what right. Earl Grey looks like coming out of the earth. And <laughs> here's what the a chamomile earth. plant looks like. Uh-huh. 
I mean, you can really learn some true rock facts here. <gasps> we Thank gotta you. have Thank you. rock facts. <laughs> there needs to just like rocks everywhere, and you turn them over. And <laughs> oh, that's so cute. But half of them are not true. Like, <laughs> yes. So, like, you don't even know if you're learning something that is in fact real, which is totally in keeping with. Yeah, it no. makes sense. Right. It sure does. Oh, I love I love the idea of this mansion and like yeah. the the way it's expressed in the series is like so fantastical that like two people could live on opposite ends of this mansion and not realize the other person is there or that the other half of the mansion is there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's so strange. Like I I'm just imagining it in a real real life depiction would be so interesting and like I'm picturing like Guillermo del Toro like uh, kind of. <laughs> style in yes. there yes um that would be really whimsical oh. and really cool mm-hmm. we would definitely need to bring him in as a, <laughs> as a consult for the design of this yeah. i bet he's a fan of this show like he wrote the uh the foreword oh, to this um adventure time like art book that i have like talking about how he's a big fan of that series oh. like i feel like this is even you know more his vibe well he mm-hmm. loves monsters sure. and i love that he loves monsters uh-huh that sparks he's so much joy guy. for me right oh 100 percent yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's cool. Oh, and I love yeah, rock so many of these things. <laughs> rock facts. And I wonder if there's some way really to have fun. pants candy. I don't know where pants candy is going to go, but. No. <laughs> no. But I really liked the candy trail idea that you were sharing with me earlier. And I don't, I can't decide if I want it to be that, like, people can make their own candy trails or that you can just find oh. these candy trails and they get made anew each day and sometimes they lead you oh, somewhere and sometimes they cool. don't. Sure. I like that. That's really cool too. And it's just kind of fun that you can't really trust anything here. <laughs> yeah, I love like, that you can't trust anything. <laughs> like all the park employees who are there to like kind of be your guide or be helpful, but like they're unreliable. Like they're not necessarily right. telling you the truth mm-hmm. or it's their depiction of the truth, which, you know, kind of like... Um, yeah, everybody basically has some kind of flawed perspective in this world where they don't quite understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and maybe we could have it be that it's okay to like mess with the scenery. And what I mean by that is like if yeah. there's a sign that says Pottsfield, 12 miles this way, you can totally <laughs> turn it the other way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great. Like, I think it's such a fluid, <laughs> dreamlike world anyway that, mm-hmm. you know, the. The park was going to look different tomorrow anyway, so just you can kind of make your impressions as you go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> That's really fun. <laughs> because if someone's on a quest to go to Pottsfield, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to send them the wrong way, and they'll run into something unexpected, and... That's, I feel like, how every episode starts anyways. Like, they're wandering along a path, and then mm-hmm. they come across something unexpected, and yes. it gives them a, an episode's worth of adventure. Um, then eventually they find some other trail and start, you know, following that, but they're just constantly getting distracted and pulled different ways. Mm-hmm. And You know, yeah. you you get stuff that you need for other areas. Like, mm-hmm. you, you go to Adelaide's, and you get the magic scissors, or, you know, you, you go to Auntie Whispers, and you get the bell. So maybe there would be some, or, you know, there's a whole big bucket of turtles. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a much more intimidating yeah. thing if there were actual living turtles. Yeah, we couldn't do that. <laughs> no, but I feel like we could have some animal wranglers. 
and sure. you know in the same sure. way we can have you know the mm-hmm. sanctuary for the bluebirds that you can't actually go to there could be a bucket not an actual bucket of of turtles like a couple uh-huh. of turtles on top of a bunch of fake turtles <laughs> maybe but if we're gonna have that then i want i want the bluebirds to be free range <laughs> sure i think that's reasonable there'll be enough trees where the the bluebirds can find a new tree if someone's bothering them there we go yeah. I like I like that this is the sticking point. This yeah. this is where we're like, you know what? <laughs> Pants candy, fine. fine. Rock with fake facts, <laughs> fine. fine. <laughs> but free-range bluebirds very important, which is interesting for those who have listened to the podcast we already did on it, or Starship Therapies, because I was pretty anti-Beatrice. You were very anti-Beatrice, and I told hmm. you I had the same reaction the first time I watched mm-hmm. it. But upon multiple watchings, I really yes, grew I've, I've really come to around. like Beatrice. So you, mm-hmm. as usual, you were correct. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> I just love being right. It's just a matter of time before you realize the truth. Ooh, I also wanted there to be a mixed tape station where you learn <gasps> how to make and create your own mixtape. And if you're willing to pay some like additional reasonable amount, you can go home with your own Walkman thereby allowing you to listen to your mixtape oh wow I, that's fantastic i bow to you that is <laughs> yeah. brilliant i mean and we've already got like the the kind of music learning and music performance spaces too like you could go around capturing audio as well like i don't know like you could have kind of a, a side project or like i like the idea of kind of giving different like prompts of like here's what your success here could look like. And one of them could be to just kind of form like a travel log as you're going, like um, just kind of talk into your tape recorder and like record the interesting sounds and the interesting things you find Um, that feels kind of dreamlike and just like, you're just not enjoying this, this weird world. Um, And that's really cool. I love the idea of the mixtape too. I wish we could hear it. Like I wish that, that they released that tape and, you know, sent it in your little subscription package. Like you get to actually listen to words uh like mixtape sure all we know is that there's clarinet and poetry poetry (laughs) (laughs) oh there could be a poetry station i like that i think the tavern would have like a poetry night (laughs) absolutely it has a real like slam poetry vibe maybe that would be um over the garden wall after dark Ah. (laughs) slam poetry night everyone would get a lantern you'd be chased by people <laughs> I I've never been chased after doing slam poetry, but why not? <laughs> very much makes me want to do some sort of interactive like fitness thing you know how you can like do a marathon through disney like this would be some sort of not just run but like interactive getting away from beasties and like over tree limbs and stuff sure so like part of it would be like running over tree limbs then one would be going to the tavern and having to come up with a good enough slam poem or song that they would let you leave and until everyone agreed that it was good enough you would have to stay in the tavern yeah oh it's right it's not a fitness (laughs) thing it's a uh it's a scavenger hunt but it's like yes it could be a mix 
obstacle course scavenger it's hunt. It's a like mixtape scavenger yes. hunt. <laughs> yes. I think that's really cool. And you could have kind of like a physical, like playground, physical mm-hmm. challenge mm-hmm. in each area. Like, I really like <laughs> that idea. Mm-hmm. Well, because you already wind up in the water, right? So you got to swim a little bit. Right. Swim a little bit and run a little bit and sing a little bit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's it's such a, like, comforting but also disorienting place. Like, I feel like yes. it'd be good to just, like, okay, sit down here and, like, do some arts and crafts for a little bit and just, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just take in the ambiance a little bit and like yeah. you, the beast isn't going to get you when you're right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'd be like mindfulness stations. One could be a mm. craft station. One could be like a make your own tea station. Oh, oh sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. But places where Very like cool. things aren't falling apart or there is no danger. Right. Mm-hmm. right where it's just kind of chill, but mm-hmm. in a weird way. <laughs> oh, that's like what we I love do. that. Put that, yeah, yes. put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> Chill, <laughs> Chill, but, but in, a in a weird way. way. But in a weird way. I'm gonna write I, that do down. Think, I do think there might be something unnerving about being in this place, especially for a long time. Like if you go for the day and you stay into the night session, like you might, <laughs> I, you just like don't have much agency here. And then the people who you're going to for guidance, you can't necessarily trust. <laughs> like it's kind of uh, dystopian in certain ways. So it, it might be good to just like sit down and just, yeah, get mm-hmm. some some reflection time and uh, check in with yourself. Yeah. So to speak. yeah. My, Gather your bearings. Cause it seems like maybe those are constant places. Like nobody's allowed to yes. mess with those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that's cool. Those are the safe spaces. Yeah, It's like a, it's a safe spot. Cause I'm picturing mm-hmm. like, not exactly like this. a tag. There's like a safe. Yeah. Tag. yeah. Oh, that's good. Cause I'm picturing in my mind, like this, uh, the Hunger Games when they went to the seventy six Hunger Games and it everything turned like a clock, yes. and like mm-hmm. it's not exactly that, but everything's just kind of always getting messed with and moving around. But right. here's your safe spot. This this spot isn't going to move, although things around it will have. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you leave, it will look different. But by then, you're just so grounded and calm that you're ready to face that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like, and maybe those could be like stations throughout and they're just kind of signposted as like, this is not, we're not messing with you on this one. (laughs) But everything else, the sign could be pointing the wrong way and you're like, oh, well, yeah. And we'll just have the the signs that lead to the safe spaces are like really secured so you can't spin them around. Exactly. This is, (laughs) yes. Maybe they're even like enclosed so you can't get to them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's smart. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well done. I like that. Or it could, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of ways you could do that safely. I think that's cool. And then also have some of those like at the mansion in the center. So if you ever get lost, you can just like, okay, go back to the mansion and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of like safe activities over there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is great. Wow. Yeah. It's coming together. This park. It really is. Yeah, this is a great park. <laughs> Sign us up, Cartoon Network. We've already. <laughs> We're ready for we, you. <laughs> we gave you guys the idea of airing this annually. Like, so the least you could do is build this theme park i mean it can't possibly cost that much what we've described right come on uh, you basically are taking over a ren fair on the edge of a forest <laughs> and then building a mansion of course right but, i mean yeah, that's but... gonna be the harder thing but you know whatever but the money you save with everything else you could... right what else are you guys up to come on <laughs> <laughs> oh,
other parts of Over the Garden Wall or parts of the unknown that we neglected, like that you're aware of currently? I'm sure that re-listening to this will be like, oh, no, we forgot about... Well, I mean, we could do a whole thing about, you know, Greg's dream and the old old man winter or the old north wind. Um, Sure. But those guys really creep me out because they remind me of those (laughs) old-timey cherubs. Speaking of cards, Mm -hmm. they remind me of those old-timey cherubs on, like, Valentine's cards. They always creeped me out. But I guess that could be, like, the kids' area. Just, I love that the creepiest, what was most personally creepy to you, you're like, children? They want that, right? Yeah. She's like, maybe this is an area where I won't want to go because it's for kids. (laughs) Put that as far away from me as possible. Right. It's really scary, but I bet it's not as scary for children. That's that's fair. Maybe like like this padded enclosure and you would have like, you'd put the children in something so they wouldn't like blink their heads. Um, but then you'd have like a really strong wind blowing and it would sort of like blow them around. Oh, this sort that's of like kind of padded fun. area. I um, like that idea. It's almost like one of those indoor skydiving things, but not yes, that strong. Sure, and yeah, it's going yeah. sideways <laughs> like a wind tunnel. Yeah. Yep. Just like that. With a trampoline that looks like yep. a cloud. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could be really Doesn't fun. Doesn't that sound for fun? For small humans. And yeah. Yeah. and those little cherubs would probably not be very nearly as upsetting for them. Right. That's true. Right. Even if they are, Justine's not there. And that <laughs> clearly is the important part that's what's of this important particular attraction. <laughs> that's great. Um, I like that. And I, I, I love Greg as a character. Like I think he really yeah. makes the show for me. Oh, and yeah. having a place to kind of see the world through Greg's eyes or get to play, you know, in Greg's mind a little bit, I think would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Just, he adds so much to the series. Yeah. Oh. And we could sell so much delight. merch at this thing. You could, mm-hmm. you know, you could have everybody's outfits. That's how we found oh. the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> this, we make it all back in merch. <laughs> yeah. The, all the different varieties of frog costumes you can get. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, we could have all kinds of frog plushies. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, there could be some kind Cats of dog or, sorry, frog naming activity. Oh, <laughs> I love that. If you have, like, a companion frog, whether it's virtual mm-hmm. or animatronic or whatever, or maybe they're just real frogs, and you just sure. change their name, like, mm-hmm. every so often. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> Did you, have you noticed that the one time when Wirt actually, like, contributes and gives him a name, that's the name that they stick with at the end of the series, where... Where Greg's like, that's the perfect name for a frog. Oh, uh, Justin so Thunderburger. Right, because the whole series, <laughs> Wirt's just like, whatever, I'm not going to help you name your frog. And then he finally does, and he's like, that's the one. Oh. It's such a sweet series. Like, that, yes. the depiction of being an older or younger sibling is so cute. Yeah. I love it. When I love the Absolutely woodsman. Love the... Yes. Is that when what you're going to say? Like, Give that frog a proper name. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love that he was so mad about it. Oh, and, uh, you know, not only could we sell plush frogs, Mm. but we could sell outfits for the plush frogs, including socks. Mm. Um, (laughs) They could have little toy uh, record deals. Like like Justin Funderburger had. <laughs> yes, you're right that he he passed up to continue on with his mm-hmm. family. Yeah. And Greg. Yeah. That's one of my I favorite like that. little moments that's such like if you aren't watching for it, you miss it. 
but that he right. was offered a record contract and he, he was ready to do it. <laughs> and then he was like, down. no, I want to stay with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> it, was really, it was really beautiful. Yeah, he could have been a famous it's frog. so sweet. But instead, <laughs> he wanted to be an adventuring frog. I, and all frogs are welcome. <laughs> I love that. I, I like the idea of, of this kind of being a little bit more old fashioned and like stern, but then everyone's also really like playful and like, yes. And all the time, Mm -hmm. like, I think if you brought, you know, a kettle or like some kind of like a frog hat and you just gave it to any of the like park employee people, like they would just put it on, but then they'd like scold you for like wearing your shoes in the house or whatever. Like, (laughs) I think it's such a fun, playful dichotomy. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, That's so great. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. so cool. Because it's not just like sunshine and rainbows at all. But no. there is a certain whimsy that's going to be pretty constant. You know, unless the beast is like in the room with you. to mind is for the the stressed adults a mud bath with the frogs that are burying themselves in the mud (laughs) i love that that is great (laughs) that's great and we have like uh instead of like the hot stones they have like hot uh turtles (laughs) they're fake turtles Turtle and frog spa. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. What a delight. This this is a wonderful place and I want to buy my ticket right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Me me as well. You can just kind of live in inside of like the day before Halloween, basically. It's like what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I love yes. that. Live inside the unconscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The unknown where everything's changing, but like it's somehow comforting in that. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. Oh. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, yeah, Justine, Larissa. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for letting thank us you come so much in for having us. And make this this fun daydream. Right. Or daymare. Such a fun one. <laughs> daymare. Oh, daymare. I love it. I t- we tied it all together because that's from Riverdale. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about that connection until you know, we were on air. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. This kind of reminds me of certain things that we you know, loved about mm-hmm. those two series, too. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the audience, if they want to find out more about you guys and your show, where can they go online? Mm-hmm. Um, our podcast is available from Apple Podcasts, as well as additional podcast providers. Check it out. If we are not on your podcast provider, let us know. Um, we are about to have a fancy new website, depending on when you listen to this, starshiptherapies.com, which will have all the deets. Um, if you check and it's not there yet, it's coming. And uh, you can find me at my website, blueboxcounseling.com. Or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mind Body Fandom, because I take a holistic approach to healing mind, body, and fandom. So good. I love that username. <laughs> That's a great it's, one. It's really, really awesome. You can find me at on Twitter at Spox All Ears. And you can also find me on our Starship Therapies Instagram, which is Starship underscore mm-hmm. Therapies. Yep, you got it. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Three years in, and I'm finally getting it. You're right on top of it. Well, yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, if you have ideas for future, like, contributions, we might be revisiting this park in the future. You never know. So feel free to hit us up on social media at Amusement Sparks uh, or AmusementSparks.com. But thanks, everybody, for uh, being a part of this. Uh, I guess that's the end of the show. Cool. Yay! Yay, we did it. We did okay. it. <laughs>